Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Good Monday to you. It is an interesting Monday, to say the least, uh, kind of unexpectedly. Uh, this is the end of the basketball season Monday, as the Pelicans were swept by the Golden State Warriors. That sweep completed on Saturday at Smoothie King Center, uh, by all respects, one has to call this a successful season, even though it unfortunately ended in this uh, opening round sweep in the NBA playoffs. And uh, this Monday also signals the start of draft week in the NFL, so it will be very busy over here on Airline Drive as we come to you from Studio B, the headquarters of the Saints and the Pelicans. Some nasty weather, wow, <laughs> has greeted us on a Monday. I hope everyone is safe as uh whether the storm's okay at whatever time you're going to catch our podcast today. We're going to talk both sports uh, on this Monday, certainly NFL draft-wise. We've got to wrap up our NFL draft preview series with the Cleveland Browns. They selected number 12 right in front of the New Orleans Saints, and we'll do so today with Tom Reed from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. That'll get us set up then to talk Saints tomorrow and uh, really truly get us uh, all together for uh, the start of the draft, which is on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, we'll have more news this week about the, uh, the big draft uh, party that uh, Dennis Lausher referred to last week with us on the Black and Blue Report. That'll be Saturday here at the Saints facility on Airline Drive. As far as basketball goes, uh, Sunday where it was uh, exit interview day, the team had their final meeting. And uh, we have a couple of the players who uh, shared their thoughts on the season with the media. And we'll certainly play those for you here on this Monday as we kind of turn the page and get ready for the uh, Pelicans offseason uh, this week. And we'll also uh, continue our coverage of the NBA playoffs as we go along. Obviously, Golden State's moving on, and uh, it looks like they may meet up with Memphis as early as this weekend. That series not yet over yet, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Clippers and Spurs got evened up yesterday, interestingly enough, and Dallas wasn't ready to go down in the West yet either. So the Mavericks and the Rockets continue their series as we begin uh, this new week as well. So with that, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll begin our um, post-Pelicans uh, season uh, coverage with uh, Anthony Davis's uh, last media session here before we get into summertime. And we'll also hear from Drew Holiday and Ryan Anderson, too. Stay with us.
don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. In New Orleans, our irrepressible spirit flows like the river through everything we do, especially when it comes to sports. Following the boys in black and gold or watching the Z's on Airline Highway, New Orleans redefines what it means to be a fan. And this year, we're flocking to the nest to watch our New Orleans Pelicans take flight. The Whitney is a proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans, a great team for a great city. Whitney Bank, member FDIC. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackie, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. It is my hope and uh, my expectation that Anthony Davis will be named a member of the All-NBA First Team when those uh, ballots are released here shortly. Uh, Davis certainly had a great season in his third at New Orleans. Another All-Star appearance, whopping numbers, including a fantastic debut in the NBA playoffs. Uh, His uh, first go-round in the NBA playoffs saw him average more than 30 points a game, 11 rebounds per game, and three block shots per game. Uh, Although his team was swept, uh, Davis uh, certainly put himself uh, in a position to uh, further the conversation about his future MVP consideration and obviously the future of this franchise as being perhaps a perennial playoff team uh, under his watch. Davis yesterday meeting with the media uh, the day after his season ended at the Smoothie King Center on Saturday night. Now you look, you know, a lot better than obviously last night. And, uh, what's your thoughts right now heading off into the summer? Uh, trying to get out my hours for next season. I mean, um, we had a good meeting, you know, and um, everybody's spirits are back up. You know, but it's still kind of tough. You know, we're going to hold on to that feeling, you know, from last night. And, um, you know, we just got to, you know, know where we are. You know, we improved last season, you know, in um, different categories and on um, my record. And we try to make improvement going into the summer. What are you most uh, uh, happy about as far as your development? I mean, obviously, becoming one of the best players in the league this year. What's, what's the, what are you most happy about? Uh, I've just gotten better as a player, you know, and, um, you know, I learned so much, you know, from different players. And, um, different coaches, you know, just coaching staff, you know, my teammates, and uh, it helped me grow. Um, you know, being in certain situations on the court um, helped me grow. Starts in double teams, I play at double teams, you know, um, you know everything. You know, um, I think I just grown as a player, and you know, without you know the people I just said, you know, I wouldn't be where I am. You know, so I think um, it's all on them. They, you know, help me out when I'm down. You know, they're there when I'm up. They're there. Um, so you know, they do a good job of, of you know, keeping me you know, stable and making sure that, um, you know, that I just try to be the best player I can be. Anthony, in speaking with Jeff Van Gundy last week, he was just beside himself impressed about how you were raving about Monty after the San Antonio win and your love for Monty. What has what Monty meant to you personally uh, and, and, and your player development? Uh, he meant a lot. You know, uh, you know, he's one of the coaches where he don't, you know, just try to teach excellent knows, but you know, try to give you life lessons as well. You know, he played in the league, um, coached for other teams, and 
you know, so he knows a lot that goes on within the league. And when he sees us in certain situations or doing something, you know, he don't try to control you, but he just give you a word of advice. You know, I've been in a situation, um, that's what I've did, or I haven't been in a situation, but I've been around, and that's what I'll do. And, um, you know, he tell you, you take it how you want to take it, you know, do what you want to do, but, you know, I'm not just here as, you know, X and O coach, when I see something wrong, um, he try to adjust it because he, you know, of course, no care and love his players, you know, and um, on the court, you know, he just, you know, missed so much as well, you know, helping me out, you know, helping me read defenses and get better offensively, um, working with me, doing drills, um, pushing me to be great. So you would like to see him come back next year, obviously. I mean, I mean you know, I, he, he's a great coach, you know, and uh, the whole team loves him, the organization loves him. You know, so um, I don't know what's going to happen. That's none of my business, you know. Um, you know, but he's done a lot for the organization since he's been here. You know, he took so much, he takes so much heat, and um, he really don't let it bother him. You know, he makes sure that he stay focused on his goal, which is the team, and uh, making the organization better. Uh, that's what he's done since he's been here, and he helped everybody out. You know, he always say, no matter if I'm here or if I'm not, you know, um, I just want to make sure guys get better. And that's what he's done since he's been here. The Pelicans can offer you a big time extension. How much would it be predicated on whether or not Monty and Dell return to the organization? Um, you know, like I said, them guys, them, that's what I'm saying, them guys meant a lot. You know, and at the end of the day, coach always says it's a business. You know, he he tell all the guys, you know, whether I'm here, whether you're here, whether anybody's here. You know, it's a business, and. Um, you know, them, them guys helped me out, you know, helped the organization, helped the team out. And, um, you know, I, I just want to be the best player I can be. You know, if they're here or if they're not here, you know, or um, if something don't go a certain way, you know, it's, a, it's, it's the business of basketball, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, I know what, you know, I have to do to be a great player. They know how to do to be a great GM and a great coach. So, um, uh, you know, we're all men, and um, we got to take it as men. You mentioned earlier improvements yourself and with the organization overall. How do you determine the, the improvements are right on time, or do you do you want them to happen a little bit faster? How do you how do you figure that? Out? Well, I mean they're right on time. I mean it's all a learning experience. You know we're learning as a, as a unit. Uh, I'm learning individually. Uh, you know you don't if you start learning a lot. You know. Um, you know, at a fast pace, you know, you can, you know, put yourself in overdrive, you know, and start stressing out. You know, I think the pace that we're on right now is good. Um, you know, we improved each year, I improved each year, and um, we're doing, you know, good things. You know, people counted us out from the playoffs, you know, and we never, you know, doubted, you know, for one second that we couldn't get in. And we did, we gave the Warriors a tough fight, you know, so, um, you know, I think guys play well. And that's all we can ask for. How do you feel about um, being in that position in July 1st that you can get contract situation? Uh, resolve? Is that something that you would see as a distraction? No, nah, I mean, one, summertime. <laughs> so, you know, you really don't have to focus on much. Um, but, I mean, the situation is going to come up. You know, it's going to come up. And, you know, uh, when that time comes, I'm going to deal with it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a business. So, you know, whether this July, next July, four July down the road, it's going to come up. And uh, when that time comes, you got to deal with it and make tough decisions. You, you, you say all the time, you don't want to be good, you want to be great, and you want to be winning. Is, is, 
you guys, you know, you got six free agents, I think, this summer. Do you feel you, you need to retain what you have? Or do you feel you got to go out and look and, and add the pieces? Do you feel you're in a good spot as far as the talent around you? Um, I think our, our, our staff and our front office did a good job bringing guys in. You know, they did an excellent job bringing Quincy, Dante, and Norris in, you know, to help us to get to where we are or where we were this year. Um, so they do the best, you know, that they can to, to put guys around me, put guys, you know, around Drew, you know, and all our core players and, um, to make this thing work, you know. So whatever they do, I'm definitely going to be supportive, you know. And, you know, like I said, we're all men. If, you know, I see something, you know, as the leader and the franchise, well, I got to go to them and say, all right, well, let's do this and do that. And they come to me like, well, AD, you know, whatever, you know, and that's how it works. We got to be a team, you know, we got to work hand in hand to try to make this thing go. So when do you start summer? I mean, every summer since you've been here, you, you've been working. What are you, what yeah. your emphasis? Uh, you know, uh, honestly, I'm going to take weeks off. You know, I'm kind of kind of drained. I mean, like you said, every time I had something to do, this is the first time I have nothing to do, you know, but to get better. So um, take a couple of weeks, a month off, and be right back at it, you know, working, you know, my game and um, try to get ready for next year. You've had two off seasons in a row that turned into you could have bet you were one of the most improved players in the league. How do you how do you take, like, another jump going into next season? No, watch the film and figure out what I have to get better at. Um, and try to get better at it, you know. Uh, of course, the FIBA helped me out tremendously, you know, being around them guys, you know, and playing basketball through the course of the summer um, and staying in shape and, you know, having my game um, intact, you know, when I come back well, with the Pelicans. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be different for me now, you know, not have to go to FIBA or, you know, do anything. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how I handle it, you know. But um, at the same time, you know, you say you want to be great. Of course, you're going to have to get better. And um, In situations like this, a lot of pickup is good for you where you can work out and then go work on your game and see um, how effective it is. As the franchise player, what did that series against Golden State show you individually, personally, as far as what you need to do to lead this team further? Yeah, um, you know, just play tougher, play more aggressive. Um, you know, it, it's tough when you play against a team like that, though. You know, they making every shot, you know, we go on a 9-0 run or whatever and they come down, hit a three, and then we just miss one shot, a good look, and they come down and, you know, contest a three and it goes in. So it's kind of deflating when you when you right there and you just can't pull out a win. Um, but not just for me, but it just showed a lot from this team how much character we have, how much heart that we have to even still compete. Like, even though we're down 20 going to the fourth, 21, 19, whatever it was, we still competed and we still had the heart to go out there and give ourselves a chance to win. So what move does AD, the personnel guy, make for AD, the player, in the offseason? Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot, you know, that I want to get better at. It's a lot that I want this team to get better at, you know. Um, and, you know, we're going to stay in, in touch with each other throughout the summer. Um, it's funny because Every time, you know, I was in the overseas last year, you know, I'll get a text from Drew and say, man, our pickup was nice today or, you know, something like that. You know, it's, it's just funny how things work. And um, I'm pretty sure the same thing going to be this year. But um, I think right now all of us need to just, you know, relax a little bit, you know, and then focus on basketball when you get a couple of vacations in.
All right, so that was Anthony Davis uh, yesterday with the media. We'll hope that AD gets some rest. I'm sure there are plenty of bumps, bruises, strains, pulls, and otherwise that he is hoping to get healed up here very shortly. Uh, when we come back from our next timeouts, we'll hear from Drew, uh, excuse me, Drew Holiday and Ryan Anderson. Both yesterday also took some time to speak. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. This is Pelicans guard Drew Holiday, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Both of the next general, the next two gentlemen that we're going to hear from here on the Black and Blue Report saw significant time on the injury list this season. Drew Holiday was able to make it back before the season ended. That was good news. He was able to contribute off the bench and gave us a good look here at the end of the season into the playoffs, what the Pelicans look like at full strength. Another trying season for Drew Holiday, but hopefully one that he'll look back on as yet another uh, growth moment for him. And let's hope that his summer also provides uh, plenty of healing and then uh, ongoing health into the 2015-16 season. Holiday yesterday with the media after his exit meeting with the Pelicans. Was it just a, a season in there? What was the message that you could share? That, that coach, uh, Pretty much a season ender. Uh, looked at some of the accomplishments that we did this year. Uh, obviously, talked about everybody wants to be healthy and and what we what we have built here so far so um again just to really just about getting better and, and we did a good job this year what positive message going out going out to group basically yeah for sure what's next for you you, you need to, re- to rest yeah i'm gonna chill yeah i'm gonna chill for a little bit i'm gonna have to uh i'm gonna have to get my leg to calm down a lot more before i can start doing anything back on the court so I know, you're so, not, yeah. oh, sorry. I know you're not a doctor, but I mean, you have an idea of how long that will be. No clue. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go talk to the doctor soon. Obviously, that's my, my first priority, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to chill. What do you think you have to do to, to get back the way you are? It's going to take time. It's going to take time. Uh, obviously, there's some things that I'm going to need to strengthen, some things I'm going to need to find out, uh, hopefully mechanically or if it's just my leg or if it was a part of the surgery or whatever it was. So just some uh, some questions that we need to get answered. Have they talked about maybe doing the procedure again? <laughs> no. <laughs> Heck no. Nuh-uh. They don't have to go in and take a screw out or nail it? I have one screw. I want to get that out. That's why. They don't have to, but um, I don't, I don't really think it's necessary anymore. So uh, they put the screw in to hold the rod. <clears throat> And before, when they drilled down into your shin, uh, I guess the rod kind of moves a little bit, so they put that screw in there to hold it. 
But uh, no, the rod's staying in there. That, that's that's not coming out yet. It's just a little procedure where I just get the screw taken out and pop it out. And then, Why do you think you had so many problems? I wish I could tell you. Those are some of the questions that I, I'd like to get answered. So those things that you, you, you're going to ask the doctor to see? And then we're going to try to figure out, yeah. But when you look at the future of this team, do, what do you see? I mean, when you come back next year, what you guys accomplished this, this season, what do you feel, where are you guys at in the threshold of the Western Conference? And how far away you are to maybe be a fourth seed, not an seed? I think mentally we're in a good place. Uh, mentally, even the way we ended the season, um, we're in a good place as a team, with especially with the guys that are here. Uh, obviously, we have a couple of free agents and all that. Uh, they have to figure all that out, but mentally, I think we're in a good place where uh, we kind of know what it's about now. Um, again, hopefully, we can get a season under our belt where everybody's healthy. And again, this is our second year where most of the people have been together, and to grow off that and to become better players collectively, um, I think that'll just just move on to next year. So uh, I know here they've been rebuilding for a while and and going through a lot of changes, but. Um, I'd, I'd like to hope that there won't be too many changes, not to me in the future. So you talking about roster flow? You talking about like management? Or oh, I, all all of the above. Again, I guess I think we have a good thing going. Um, obviously, there have been some struggles, uh, especially for I mean specifically for me and, and being injured. Um, I could probably say the same thing for Ryan, but again, the core group of guys that we have has been it's been pretty fun. How important is coaching stability, you feel? Um, I guess I've been here two years, and I've had the same coaches. I guess I feel like uh, that's that's comfortable, you know what I mean? Um, they push us. They they definitely push our buttons. And, but, I mean, that makes you better, where you, where you have coaches that can push you to the limit and kind of get you out your comfort zone. And um, even coming from somewhere where you probably did something else, but to come here and to fit into this puzzle, uh, you know, you might have to change a couple of things, but it's for the betterment of the team. So, you feel as though everyone in the locker room is embracing the message still? I mean, I, I guess I sp I'd like to say so. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we all seem like what we did this year was awesome. Uh, again, we had our struggles. We had our times where um, I'm pretty sure everybody kind of had doubts or uh, felt like, man, like what, like why us? But at the end of the day, I, I think we stuck with stuck with the system. So you're saying the, the key to you guys pushing beyond 45 wins, the big thing is stability? Would I would like to say is, not I mean, um, building off what we did this year. Right. Uh, again, um, we every year, uh, since I've been here, we've gotten better. Last year was 34 wins. This year, it's over 500. And hopefully next year, we can do better than that. So, so you feel with this management team, Dell and, and Monty, you can uh, attain your goal of playing for a championship? I mean, I guess that's their goal, and that's our goal too. So, um, obviously, uh, as the players, what, what they have envisioned for us is that, and that's what we want to do. Once you get, once you get, I know right now the, your health is obviously the number one thing you want, once you get to the point where you're back to 100%, what, what are you going to be working on, like on the offseason? What are some of the things that you want to? improve or for yourself individually? I mean, I guess that's a question somebody asks every year. You know what I mean? It's my sixth year, and uh, I, I guess it's something that I'd have to do with the team. Um, if I could play with the team a lot more and be able to, to grow with them and know their tendencies even better, that 
that would be awesome. Um, Skill-wise, there's always things you can work on. You can work on shooting, ball handling, strength, quickness, all that. That's what we do. That's what everybody does all summer. So um, I, th I think for me, it's just knowing personnel more. Um, obviously, figuring out plays and, and uh, where people like stuff and all that, which that comes down to game tape and just being out on the court and playing with them. All right, so that's Drew Holiday. Ryan Anderson, as we mentioned, also missed significant time with a knee sprain this uh, season. And uh, it was a bit of a bumpy road for Rhino after he came back from the knee injury. But he, too, was on the floor at the end of the regular season and uh, the first round of the opening, or the, excuse me, the first round of the NBA playoffs. Um, personally, uh, what really excites me is having a summer where I can really work on my body and work on uh, you know having a healthy summer of of uh, building up strength and I mean I haven't had that um, it just feels like a long time since I've felt like myself physically um, you know obviously I, I started playing basketball I started getting in the mix with the team first day of training camp so I really didn't have you know my summer was consumed with just doing rehab and I couldn't even really do much exercise or cardio or anything so for me just getting a lot of strength work in and uh, you know I've talked a lot with our, our strength and conditioning staff and I'm um, really excited about getting a lot of work in there but as far as the team goes I mean we have so many great pieces that we can build from and you know we were just um, you know we just had our, our final meeting and beginning of the year you know we sh we saw a clip where at the beginning of the year we were talking about how we you know our record was a losing record and and at the end of the year this year you know we have a winning record and talking about how hard the conference was and how hard our division was so some people say the hardest division in sports history something crazy like that so i mean it we're making progress but I think that it, there's just even better things to come with the with the pieces we have. Personally, how does it uh, make you feel going into this summer? Your last two games, man, you played pretty well after some struggles. Mm. You know? Yeah, you know, uh, it gives me confidence coming into the summer. Um, you know, every player likes to have some kind of uh, moment where they are reminded that they can actually play this game and maybe play it well. So, um, you know, it's because I did have a lot of games where I was struggling and I didn't feel like myself, especially physically and trying to get conditioning back and all this stuff. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think it's it, that's a, a positive note, I guess you could take from having a, obviously a tough playoff series. But, um, you know, if we're being optimistic, you know, yeah, I'm definitely uh, thinking real positive coming into the summer from that. I know, I know you have a strong emotional and personal bond with Monty, but if you could step away from that and mm. evaluate him as a basketball coach and the job he did mm. navigating you all through the process this year. Yeah, you know, he he didn't have an easy job. You know, he he hasn't really since he's been here because, you know, we don't have a ton of guys with experience. We brought in Norris, obviously, has a ton of playoff experience and winning experience, but, um, you know, we're a relatively young group, you know, weird to say that I'm one of the older guys you know so um, it's a uh, you know you're not gonna find a coach that cares more and will like take a bullet more for his guys you know um, and no nobody's perfect no coach is perfect but 
at the end of the day, I know, you know, and I uh, can look at my the coaching staff and especially Monty and just say like that guy gave his whole heart and um, did everything he possibly could, you know, to to make this team successful. So in my book, uh, that's a successful season for him. You uh, need time to rest a little before you jump back into your strengthening your. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a little time. Okay. Yeah, it's uh I think it's important, you know. I some people there's there's different routines people have. Some people say take 2 weeks off. Some people say don't touch a basketball all summer. Everybody's different, you know, and um for me, I know that I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of time, but I'm going to get after it um sooner than I probably ever have. Um you know, I I really want to dedicate. You know, it's a big, big summer for me, and next year is going to be a big year. And I uh, anticipate uh, just a big a big season and coming. You know, I want to be uh, prepared for that. And and obviously, I mean, you have to build your body up for a long season for a playoff run. And and uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that I really uh, am looking forward to doing. forward in this conference, do you have to have stability with the roster? Do you, do you think you have to add some pieces or do you got to try to re-sign these guys? Sure. What you in my mind, this is the most complete team we've ever had, um, especially with the addition of like Quincy and Norris and, and, you know, Tony had some great minutes and, you know, Lexi has played really well. You know, I think we... This is the most complete team we've had since I've been here. I think, you know, we've all talked about missing pieces or we need to add this player or this type of a player. And, um, you know, and and also, I mean, you look at our record, I think that if we had this team through the whole year, we could have at least had five, you know, at least five more wins, which would have put us, you know, we could have possibly even had home court advantage, you know, so. Um, that's kind of exciting to think about, but um, you know, I, I understand. For, you know, free agency is tough, and it's tough for the guys. It's tough for the staff. You know, there's only so much you can control. So, um, you know, I love these guys. I I would love for everyone to stick around. Um, you know, and uh, I think we have great pieces. I'll close more, please. Uh, <clears throat> did Golden State show you guys? How far you are away from being entitled contention, or mm -hmm. how close you are? Um, yeah, I think it gave us a glimpse of both. You know, you have to be realistic. You know, I, I, you know, you can't just strike gold automatically. You have to build it. And you I mean you look at the teams that are consistently in, uh, you know, having successful seasons or consistently in that. Uh, there's a few teams every year that are in that run to win a championship. You know, it's not anybody. You know, hey, you know. It, there's I could call out certain teams, but like, uh, you know, some teams aren't coming into the year like we're going to win a championship, you know. So, um, you know, what it I think it really showed us that we can very, very well, you know, we can compete with Golden State very well. And, uh, you know, that's a team that m might win a championship, you know, and, and uh, you know, Co Monty was talking about how. Uh, you know, they were, the coaches were texting them, texting him, congratulating us, and saying that it wasn't easy. You know, and 
although they you know you look on paper a sweep might look easy but it, we didn't make it easy for them they had to take all those wins and um, but you know that is our first playoff experience as a team you know so in that way it did show us how far we we've come but how far we have to go forward but as long as we keep improving you know I mean each year we've just gotten better and had more wins and um, yeah so I mean it, we're heading in the right direction. All right, so there you have it. Those are the thoughts of uh, not only Anthony Davis, but Drew Holiday and Ryan Anderson, too. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear from them uh, different parts throughout the offseason. Uh, next up, certainly on the NBA calendar, will be uh, draft uh, coverage and uh, offseason preparations with regard to roster situations for Dell Dumps and the Pelicans. And, uh, of course, we'll uh, be looking at uh, all the activity that will happen just right after July 1st as well. We'll take a quick break, turn our attention to football and the NFL draft. We'll uh, zero in on the Cleveland Browns and uh, their 12th selection in the first round. Tom Reed from the Cleveland Plain Dealer sat down with Daniel Sallerson, and their visit is next. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. We are almost done with our NFL Draft Series as we are chatting with writers from every team leading up to the Saints picking at number 13. And joining me now to help me with pick number 12 is Tom Reed from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Tom, thanks for coming on today. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Anytime, Tom, before I get into the draft, what holes have the Browns filled this offseason via free agency? Well, they've, they've added... They've gotten some help in uh, on the the defensive line and the receiving core and tight end have been the kind of their main uh, uh, things that they've worked on. Obviously, Josh Gordon will not be uh, a part of the team this coming year because of his uh, latest suspension. So they went out and uh, in uh, in the off season and got Brian Hartline from Miami and uh, uh, Dwayne Bow uh, from Kansas City. Uh, then added Rob Hausler, um, uh, tight end. Uh, with Jordan Cameron leaving. So those were uh, a couple of the moves. And then on the defensive line, they went out and got Randy Starks. So those were kind of their uh, uh, kind of their, their big moves in free agency. It wasn't a year where they, they made a lot of big moves after the, the previous two years where they went invested pretty heavily in free agency. With that being said, the Browns have plenty of options at number 12, and it also helps that they have pick number 19, courtesy of the Buffalo Bills. What need do they try to fill with number 12, and how does them having a second first-round pick affect how they draft in the first round? Yeah, without question. Obviously, a guy that we kind of forgot about was Josh McCown. When you go out and get a quarterback, I guess you could say that was their biggest offseason move. That Mm -hmm. was done even before free agency. Uh, You know, the, the big speculation here, of course, is, 
having the ammunition to move up in the draft with those two picks, you know, there, there, uh, there's been you know, a lot of speculation to whether the Browns would, would package those picks and go after Marcus Mariota. You know, just a year after uh, getting Johnny Manziel, who, who really struggled, I think everyone at that's pretty well chronicled his first year, there, are some, so there is some thought, I think more than some thought, that uh, you know, the Browns are one of those teams positioned. Uh, if they want to move up and go after Mariota, they possibly could make some kind of deal with the Titans. Uh, if they stay where they are, uh, you know, they're more likely to go e- either for another receiver uh, you know, the, the big three that are talked about, Devontae Parker, Amari Cooper, Kevin White. I think Parker would be the only one that might still be around at 12. Uh, they, could, they finished last in the league last year against the run. They were very good against the pass, but really struggled against the run. Uh, you know, a guy, uh, you know, one of the big run stopper, Danny Shelton from Houston, um, I'm sorry, from um, Washington might be a guy that they would be interested in. Uh, I think those are kind of the, the guys that they're kind of looking for at that number 12 pick. Um, there have been people that said that they might have an interest in adding an offensive lineman. I don't think they would use it that high, though. I don't think they would use it number 12 pick on those, that high. So, again, either receiver, uh, run stuffer, or packaging those picks to maybe move up and uh, to go after Mariota or make a trade for some kind of quarterback. We've all heard the, the, the rumors out there about Phillip Rivers mm-hmm. and some other guys that might become available. What does that mean for Johnny Manziel if they move up to go for Mariota, especially with the veteran presence of Josh McCown? Is that somewhere where they try to trade Johnny Manziel somewhere? What does that mean for him? Yeah, I mean, who knows? I think, you know, we'll all have a better idea of that next week. Uh, you know, they, they've, they're saying the right things about Manziel. Yesterday, Ray Farmer addressed the media. I uh, tried to put uh, end to some of the speculation that Manziel was possibly in some kind of package uh, to be traded to the Eagles, he just flat out denied that that was true. Again, we all know what this time, what time, time of year it is. It's kind of silly season. You read everything and you know, believe about a third of it. So, um, but certainly, if they if they were to go get Mariota, you would have to think Johnny Manziel would probably be moved and given a chance to to, to play elsewhere next year. Otherwise, if they would go get a, another veteran quarterback, or uh, if they were to draft a quarterback, say, in the second or third round, a Bryce Petty or a Garrett Grayson, I still think Manziel would be in the mix. All right, I've also heard some rumblings about a chance of maybe getting a running back. If, by chance, Todd Gurley falls to the number 12 and they don't trade, do they maybe draft him at number 12? That's a, you know, it's a it's an interesting scenario. I, I wouldn't think so right off the top of my head. I think that they, they brought in two kids last year, and they both played pretty well. They weren't, they, they're certainly not a Todd Gurley's uh, uh, caliber, mm-hmm. but you know it, that that's not out of the question. I don't think it's totally out of the question. Then you've got Melvin Gordon there. If 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 Melvin Gordon was still available at nineteen, uh, it, I, I don't think it could happen. But I would not say it's crazy. Uh, I you know there's there's a chance maybe one of those guys if they decide to go that route will know that Mike Patton just from last season likes to run the football. Uh, especially, you know, in lieu of, of getting a really good quarterback, what's the next thing you're going to do is you're going to try to run the ball. I think we've seen with Seattle's the success that Seattle's had in the recent couple of years that you may not always, not to, not to say that Russell Wilson isn't a very good quarterback, but that team has been anchored on defense and running the football. And, you know, 
the last two years, we did not have a running back taken in the first round. That's the first time it's happened in NFL history that a running back went two years in a row without getting taken in the first round. This year, we're going to have at least two taken uh, with Melvin Gordon and um, and with Gurley. And I think that is a sign of maybe some teams are starting to realize, look, if we can't get that great quarterback right now, uh, maybe we, you know maybe we should go this route. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to say the least. It's all going to come down to as far as what happens at pick number one and possibly at pick number two. Brown certainly in that mix with two first-round picks. That's Tom Reed from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Tom, should be exciting, and uh, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your day to talk Browns with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always, always enjoy talking to New Orleans. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. For 27 years, locally owned A Confidential Transportation has provided New Orleans with premium transportation services. The modern fleet of A Confidential sedans, SUVs, limousines, limo buses, and vans are operated by fully licensed and insured chauffeurs. Whether you need to transport corporate clients or you're headed to a special event, let A Confidential get you safely there on time. With affordable pricing, call 504-712-1700 to book your A Confidential Transportation today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. Tomorrow here on the Black and Blue Report, we'll get Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com to share his uh, end-of-season thoughts. And John DeShazer will stop by, too, uh, lead writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. J.D. will uh, get us set up for the week, and a uh, busy draft week it will be for the New Orleans Saints. They have nine picks through all of the rounds, uh, starting Thursday, continuing Friday, then on into Saturday. And, of course, Jazz Fest continues later on this week, so the Soul Rebels will be stopping by, and we'll visit with them about uh, Jazz Fest, of course, but also their connection to the Pelicans and the Saints. Today is the last day to vote for the NBA uh, Cares Community Assist Award that is given out annually for an NBA player who exhibits uh, the dedication to his community throughout the season. Uh, most of the nominees obviously have won the award already as a monthly award winner. Anthony Davis certainly did that uh, for the month of January, so he is eligible to receive the year-long uh, award, and we need to vote him in. Today is the last day to do so, and we'll do it by using uh, three different social media outlets. You can use uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. All you have to do is use two different hashtags uh, to uh, make sure your vote gets in. One, of course, is hashtag NBA Community Assist. The other is hashtag Anthony Davis. And on the Twitter platform, uh, retweets will count as votes as well. Kaiser Permanente uh, presents this award. They'll be donating $25,000 to the uh, charity of choice for the winner. I think Anthony Davis has selected Audubon Nature Institute as his charity of choice in conjunction with the Pelicans and Audubon's ongoing efforts to uh, fight uh, and uh, continue coastal uh, preservation and restoration. So, uh, again, today is the last day, so I hope you'll take a minute to do that. Thanks again to our guest today, Tom Reed from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. 
As uh, we talk a little Browns football, they selected number 12 right before the Saints, as scheduled at the moment. Uh, and then, of course, we heard those exit interviews from Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and Ryan Anderson. Hope you have a great rest of your Monday. Uh, stay safe. It's a little bumpy down here along the Gulf South. And uh, we'll see you right back here tomorrow from Studio B on Airline Drive. For Daniel Sallerson, I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Monday. Go Saints, Pelicans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.